Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. All right. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Amanda Pico. Amanda Pico is the founder and CEO of the Pico Group, a full-service boutique theatrical marketing and advertising agency specializing in creating 360-degree marketing plans designed to speak to each client's individual needs and target audience. Consider the Pico Group as the special forces of the atrical marketing and advertising. They are a tight-knit group of nimble, goal-driven marketers competent in both the tried and true and the newest ad. Amanda is a former actress turned entrepreneur. Women of the world, Miss Amanda Pico. Welcome to the Hi. show. <laughs> Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome. We are thrilled to have you and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So. Amanda, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, you know, the knowledge and the experience to build a special business you call your own. And as a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Great. Let's start with your business. There might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Tell us more about you and your business and the idea behind that niche. My business is a marketing and advertising agency. Uh, we connect audiences with shows through advertising, promotional stunts, social media, promotions and grassroots initiatives. Uh, and I actually came to marketing through the theater. I was an actress, as you mentioned, and I was also a director and a really, really small time producer on little, little shows long before I ever started my company or had dreams of starting my own company. And I was always wanting to grow within the theater industry and looking for more things that I could do and more responsibilities. I was really hungry for more responsibility. And I was searching for a more integral role in the creation of commercial theater and that's kind of how I ended up in marketing. So in a way marketing was actually a niche of the theater industry for me since I was working in the performing and producing end of, of the business um, and now my marketing niche is New York City live entertainment and also cultural institutions but I think that's probably because I grew up so to speak in the theater industry. Awesome. I like what you're saying and I'm sure that will go extremely well with our listeners. But let me ask you a question. What was the defining moment that you saw the light and made you say, this is my business? Well, I was a partner in another startup agency and I didn't have the same vision as my partners. And I would come home kind of complaining and upset and really... Um, 
sad <laughs> that we didn't all have the same views on what the company should be doing and how we should be rolling everything out. And I got a little bit tired of complaining and feeling unfulfilled and trying to fight for my voice within the company and my vision and um, and what I what I thought was best for the company. So I left that agency and I started my own. All right, and you, your business obviously found a need and filled it. So, so can you tell our listeners what was your personal situation at startup and what were the market conditions at that time? And how do you feel that your business strategy rose to meet that need? Yeah, well, I started, we actually just celebrated our five-year anniversary a week ago. Um, so I started this company in 2009. And in 2009, if you all remember, um, that time was labeled the financial crisis. And so it might have not have been really the most logical time to start a business, but it was the right time for me. And I actually had people say things like, well, if you fail, at least you can blame the economy. And I felt like that was just so ridiculous and I felt like I could make it anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, so I went ahead and, and that's when I started and as far as um, advertising, the tools of the trade were really in complete flux as well at that time and there was like a start of sh a shift towards like digital ads and the rise of social media was just starting and data and the importance of the customer's voice. Um, so all of those things have really been big changes in the advertising um, and, and sort of took foot around that time as well. Uh, and the industry and the market was, um, as well as most of the world, was in upheaval when I started. Uh, so it was, a, it was an intense time, but I didn't really let it um, affect me too much. I just focused on the work and I made things happen and I'm really glad that I did and didn't get held back by fear. Um, and then my personal situation, uh, yeah, I remember being fine. I think I had moved in with my boyfriend at the time, maybe like a year before that and uh, we were engaged a year later. So that's really all I can remember as far as my personal situation back then. I was. I wasn't too stressed out about starting the company. I was just really excited to be able to have the opportunity to run a company the way I wanted to run it, even though I, sm I started on a really small scale. By the way, happy five-year anniversary. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow, I mean, it's a you... huge milestone for us. Of it's really course, of course, I am sure. And, and to think that you started your company during the financial crisis, but like what you said, it was the right time for you. So. It wasn't a, a hindrance in um, building this business from that time when the market was crashing, I'm sure. Right. Yes. Now, let's talk about the vision that you have for your business. What was your initial vision so compelling that continues to make you drive towards success day in and day out? Well, I just love the work and I love selling ideas um, that matter to shows. So. Whenever things get really tough and I get really stressed and anxious about anything, I just try to tap into the passion because that is really my foundation for starting this company. I, I started it because I wanted to make a difference and I was really passionate and, and totally in love with the theater industry and wanted to help further spread the word and connect audiences to shows. And uh, so I try to just focus on that. 
that is huge and for our listeners out there who haven't figured this one out it's really important to have that okay you can call it whatever you want to call it but something that drives you that that you you know that's something that you can get um you you know because creating a business or building a business is not going to be always better for roses but if you have that what what amanda was um sharing you that if you love what you're doing you have the passion and you know that what you want is to make a difference for other people's life lives that one will sustain you as you go forward and also not to distract you or to kind of discourage you when those challenges happens because for sure um, there will be and you those are normal process those are normal part of building a business so thank you for sharing that and that I'm sure our listeners uh, have can have an idea or can uh, learn from um, to have that to have that kind of yeah have that vision have that goal have that something that can give you direction as you move forward so thank you for sharing that yeah definitely I think having the passion has been the most important um, to me just to keep me focused and on track so I would say that's probably um, really a good thing to have when you're starting out absolutely now let's talk about what you, how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality you know women entrepreneurs these days are extremely organized more so than their counterparts you know they have attention to details they stick to what they do they have this glue like qualities that can be admired by a lot of people who are not quite at that level in their business and one of those qualities is tenacity the ability not to quit when faced with that situation and it appears that you have that special quality what do you think about that and did you actually use that in the times when doubt worry and fear might have set into your mind yeah definitely i think i'm a really driven person and sometimes to a fault um, and something I'm working on is the ability to see my successes and not just blow right through them and like onto the next problem or onto the next challenge. Because I do, I, I, my whole life have just, I haven't really um, received or lived in the joy of the moment of any successes. I just keep going forward. Um, so that's been definitely, that's something that has helped me um, with my success and turning my vision into reality. But it's also, um, you know, I, I get a lot of fuel from solving problems and getting things done. So reflecting on my success really was never a priority. But now at the point where I am within the company and in my life, I do feel like it's really important just to kind of take a breath and sit back for a moment and just feel the joy and the excitement of where I am and something really great that my team or I or my sh- or show that I'm representing has accomplished. Um, and yeah, I mean, I might be better able to answer the question next year, but um, for now I can just say that I found a really great team. I learned how to train the team um, to the best of my ability now, and I dreamed really big, and I, I keep dreaming really big every single day. And I really love what you, when you said about taking the time to enjoy the big and small wins that you have every day. I mean, sometimes, we entrepreneurs are so preoccupied or so busy that we we tend to lose track of those those small wins and we tend to focus on the big ones and you know what what um, sustain us most of the time is to take time like what you said to breathe and enjoy the moment enjoy those 
celebrate those moments when you feel like you've done something even even a small thing during the day like appreciating your team or for a job well done those are really that will sustain you for that day and it's really important to not lose track of those uh, because most often or more often than not we tend to be so preoccupied at things that we forget that we have we've made a lot of successes we have a lot of milestone success that we yeah that we can celebrate um, on a daily basis for example so thank you for your take on that really appreciate it yeah Thank you. Now, let's dig deeper on what happened when you started the journey. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And I'm sure you're no stranger to challenges. Now, to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and what enabled you to overcome those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I think my biggest challenge was and still really is stepping away. Um, I want to know every single thing that happens within the company as we grow and it's kind of less possible to know every single detail as we grow and I struggle with it all the time. I think also training people was really hard for me because I built the company on just my own experience over the years and I just kind of knew how to do things because I had done them before and I would have a new person on staff and I didn't really think to train them how to do it. I just kind of looked at them and said, what do you mean? Just do it. (laughs) Um, But that's not really how it works. So we went through lots of staff members before I realized that training was important and what training meant. Um, So that was another big one. Not that we're perfect now, but I think we're doing a better job of it. And another challenge has been boundaries. And I still struggle with it. I'm really just passionate about everything that I do. And I can often get too involved with my clients. And so I used to like respond to emails at one o'clock in the morning, or I'd give my clients my cell phone number, or, you know, just things like that where there are just no boundaries and I you know, take phone calls at four o'clock in the morning from someone um, in a different part of the country and I had to stop doing that and it's, it is really, really hard to let go but um, growing fast is, is tough but also a really beautiful thing and I think, I think as long as um, as an entrepreneur you're, you're trying to grow the business and work work a little bit more on the business than in the business, that that's something that's really helpful. And I've heard entrepreneurs talk about this countless times working on the business instead of in the business. And I would say that's really sound advice, especially for women, because I feel like, you know, a, a lot of women, we, we, we want to prove ourselves and we do such good jobs and, and we just we we want to have that recognition and so we'll kind of you know bend over backwards to to make our clients happy and and try to make them feel like we're there for them and uh, I think in the long run we have to also take care of ourselves which leads us to our next topic on motivation and balancing work-life issues you know being a business owner such as myself motivation plays a key factor day in and day out and motivation could mean many things to many people in the business realm for example the ability to stay motivated is so crucial to overall success in life 
Now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family, but regardless if you are living as a single person, because you still have to develop that skill set that enable you to relate to other people. That business of yours, I see it as there are some inherent challenges, but you look upon them as opportunities. So my question would be, how do you look upon your business as a means to balance your life after work or do you carry work through your life? Our listeners would really like to know your perspective about this. Yeah, I haven't really struck a a really strong balance between my work life and my personal life. My husband actually works with me. He's our creative director um, at the Pico Group and so and we bring our dog with us to work every day so my personal and professional lives are really intertwined and we do wind up talking about work related things a lot um, during non-office hours and that's something that we are trying to work on and I'm trying to work on um, you know about being better about that Uh, but you know I do meditate and I sometimes do yoga for focus and that that has been extremely helpful to me Uh, and also just trying to you know on weekends not talk about work Um, and we we do our best but we're really not there yet No, you're right. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well. And we, this is a, a ongoing thing, especially for us entrepreneurs, especially when you really are passionate about what you're doing. You know, sometimes you tend to just immerse with it that you, the time flies so quick you not realize that oh my god the day has gone but then you don't feel like it was work for you because you loved it you were passionate about it so there is really a thin line on how to have this balanced work-life issues that we call about but i like that what you said that you give time for yourself like doing some meditation and yoga and on the weekends to kind of totally um disconnect from your work or from maybe from technology from what you're using for your business maybe cut off a little bit to find that time to be alone your, your me time for example and yeah and yeah that's important and at the same time it's i'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, especially those who are begin beginning or building their businesses this is this is a challenge and it will be a challenge as you even as you grow um bigger and bigger but finding that you know that time uh, to do things and for example you focus when you are present when you are doing something at the moment and uh, whether that be in business or whether you are in with the family it's important to have that to be present on that in that moment when you're building your business and then for example couple of hours after you are with your family then be focused be present on that so that's one way of keeping that uh, work life uh, balance in our um, life so thank you for sharing that i was really helpful to for our listeners to kind of see what what they're going to be looking forward to especially for those who are thinking of starting one yes, now definitely. Let, yeah <laughs> it a lot of your time that's ex- for sure. exactly totally now let's talk about how you measure your success your company or your business and your business financially appears to be doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. 
you know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way would be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as entrepreneur, what's your feelings about success and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? The ways I tend to measure success are um, the prestige of our clients and the buzz within the industry. So, you know, when people email me or call me and tell me that, you know, every, everyone's talking about you and everyone's talking about this promotion that you uh, facilitated and uh, that that makes me feel successful. Uh, and then money in the bank makes me feel successful because then I can um, cover my payroll every week. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, of course, just the joy of my employees and how happy they are, if they are happy and what they're, what they're enjoying and how I can make it a better place for them to work and grow um, in their careers here as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So it totally boils down into two things, the tangible benchmarks and your intangible ones, like what you've said about um, client satisfaction or your team satisfaction. Those are beyond, those are immeasurable, immeasurable, if I may say, um, ways Absolutely. of right measuring your success and it doesn't have to be just monetary equivalent. Of course, as we start, or I'm sure all of us start a business for one reason or another to, to create revenue so that we can afford so we can use that money as a vehicle it's only a vehicle to achieve what it is that you want in life and that's totally okay but beyond, when you reach that point you transcend beyond your needs beyond just the money you tend to to transcend on, on making a difference to other people's life be that be um, monetary part or not so thank you for sharing your take on success that would be really helpful for our listeners to kind of see and envision for themselves what are they looking forward to as they start their businesses now let's talk about your plans for the future i'm sure you got some good things up your sleeves so why don't you share our listeners what are those well i really just want to grow the company more and get some bigger clients that we can do some really fun huge promotions with uh, and then i think Ultimately, I'd like to be able to step away from the everyday operations and allow this company to run um, on its own with a, with a really solid team so that I don't have to be intricately involved in every single detail. Um, so yeah, bigger clients, bigger promotions, and more time for me to uh, see the bigger picture of the company and also just have some personal time to myself. Lots of exciting uh, things uh, happening in the future. We're surely going to be watching you, watching those. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You know, you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience being an entrepreneur. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or more variety or even for making that first buck. And you are looking at them saying, there's more to it than that. 
What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can give them your top three advice that they can take action on today, what would those three be? Well, I would say um, someone said once when asked for their recipe for success, they said, find the smartest person in the room and stand next to them. And if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. And I'd say to follow that with the addition of find the smartest person in the room and hire them or find some other way to work together. So that's definitely number one because people, other people can contribute so much more than you alone can contribute to your own company. And sometimes as entrepreneurs we get in our own heads and we think that we do everything the best but um, it is really magical when you meet other people who have just a completely different way of thinking and resources that they bring and um, a different perspective. So that would be number one. Uh, my second bit of advice would be to try not to take everything so seriously and personally because along the way there will be bumps and um, you won't, you know, he won't strike gold with everyone. Not everyone will just love, love, love you the way you want them to and not to take it personally because that relationship could come back around in a year or two or three um, and then you can work together when you're both in different places in your um, in your lives and careers and I would say the third piece of advice is um, try to do something every day that fills you with joy and in my case that's doing really nice things for my team uh, that's I get a really huge sense of joy from that so whatever your your passion and, and your joy um, is or comes from I would say to to try and do that uh, at least once a day huge takeaways for our listeners thank you for being generous in sharing this uh, tips and those advice that I'm sure our listeners can take action on today now Definitely. yes mm -hmm. thank you and now share our listeners one tool or a resource or an app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? Well, I have two actually. One is called Sprout Social, um, and we use that in our social media department. Uh, it pulls together information about all the different social media platforms, and we're able to use it for reporting um, and, and data analytics on our social media platforms for our clients and for our company as well. And then the other one is Basecamp, which is a project management system, and that allows all of the trafficking of all of our um, design jobs and web development jobs and copywriting jobs to seamlessly go from, um, from the account people who are dealing with the client over to the designers and web developers and copywriters and then back internally. Uh, so it's a great project management system that I would definitely recommend. Entrepreneurs are wide readers, so can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yeah, I have a bunch of books actually. Uh, one is The Referral of a Lifetime by Tim Templeton. Um, it is just brilliant. I recommend that to every single person I, I talk to about um, anyone who's starting out with their own company or they're looking to put on their own show. Um, so definitely check that out. Another one is called Pitch Anything by Oren Claff. Um, then of course, I feel like everyone knows about this, but uh, just in case, The E-Myth 
by Michael Gerber, and that can really help to focus people's minds about starting a company and not just thinking of themselves being the employee, but um, being able to train people. And then any of the no BS books that Dan Kennedy writes, I'm a huge fan of those. All those books that you've just mentioned, they are one of the best um, that our listeners can pick and start from there. So thank you for sharing those. Now, last but not the least, um, Amanda, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you've done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So let let me ask you, um, if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? Well, I'm going to borrow my answer from Matthew McConaughey's Oscar speech um, and say that my superhero or superheroine will be me in 10 years. So the future Amanda in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, the future me. (laughs) Yes, the future Amanda, future you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, tell our listeners where they can connect with you and learn more about you, kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts and we can be more than we are today. Yeah, I would love that. Please connect with us. Our website is thepicogroup.com and Pico is spelled like the T, P like Pico, E, P like Peter, E-K-O-E. Um, you can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and we'd love to start a conversation with you. And by the way, for all our listeners who were not able to jot down uh, those resources and the links that Amanda has just shared in today's podcast, they will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com. All you have to do is type in the name Amanda on the search bar and it will find it for you. So don't worry if you're driving while you are listening to this, the links and the resources will be made available in our show notes. All right, so Amanda, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you very, very, very much for having me and for all the great questions. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.